until I have to drop that bomb for you. Right. So this is going to be a good spot where we're going to pick up episode 187 of Longbox Heroes After Dark. Oh, okay. And the last 15 minutes have been scrapped. Don't worry. Oh, good. <laughs> no names have been used. Completely off the file. Okay, good. So you bring up, uh, before the mics went hot and I deleted the file of incriminating evidence. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned that you were over the fancy gentleman's house. So there's been a rumor and innuendo <laughs> about me and the fancy gentleman doing a wrestling podcast. Right. The only podcast I would listen to. Now listen, Todd. Todd. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Right. I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Right. And even my limits have to stop somewhere. What? I, I just listened to a podcast today. Which is the, I would say, fourth in a network of four podcasts that are four different groups of two guys each. Like, it's four different groups, two guys each. Mm -hmm. All in their mid to late 50s, all with the same exact opinion in regards to professional wrestling. See, but I think you and Adam would have different opinions, which is what you need. Well, we're going to throw a wrinkle in there, Todd. Right. Is one person on a phone connection and the other one on a f- connection that continually cuts out? Because that might be the hook to get me to listen to that one. Okay. Now, I say this in loving support because I do enjoy the podcast, w- the original main podcast. But all these, you know, all these spinoff and offshoot podcasts are starting to make me want to do yet another podcast, let alone a wrestling podcast. I think a me and Adam podcast talking about wrestling, would last one episode. Now, would it last one episode because all the fans would be like, this is terrible? Or would it last one episode because it would peter out from one of you? Peter out from one of us. Or both of you. I, see, in my mind, I would like to be able to say a lot of the things that I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. But then I'm trying really hard not to be so negative and petty publicly, even though mm-hmm. I just was and talking about those other podcasts. Wow. I'm in a real pickle. Well, as long as you have enough fingers to get them off your hot dog. Right. I don't even like who puts pickles on a hot dog in the first place. Mm-hmm. A monster, that's who. <laughs> But I, I would like a pitch, an outline from Adam. If this is something, the fancy gentleman, excuse me. Fancy gentleman. And it would have to be called Adam's Fancy Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> not cross-armed opposites? <laughs> no, not, I think that's already co-opted somewhere else. Alright, alright. Adam's Fancy, Fancy Wrestling Podcast. But I would need an agenda from him. You need a uh, outline? Yeah, like I like what's your what do you hope to accomplish with this? Is this just so you can say I like them young bucks and I could say I don't like them young bucks roll credits? Well, you know? Uh, it's like, "Hey, I think CM Punk's a jerk. Hey, I've known CM Punk's a jerk for 14 years. Roll credits." <laughs> you know, it's like what's the I I I I need a point for this podcast. <sighs> I will run it past him right during the uh, the uh, season finale of Westworld. This this podcast is me running it past him for that podcast. 
Oh, okay. So you want me to send a link to him so he can listen? Yeah. Okay. Save yourself the trouble of having to explain my insanity to someone else. Just hand that insanity over in right. a tight little electronic package. When this episode goes up on Friday, mm-hmm. retweet, quote retweet it, and say, includes a special ma- message for the fancy gentleman, and tag him on Twitter. Right. And there you go. Your and it's job right is in the done. Beginning. It's right in the beginning, so he doesn't have to worry about getting there. Right. He doesn't have to listen to the end where we reveal what next week's uh, soon-to-be-named movie project uh entry is right right oh you kill me see what would even make it better was if i was the mediator on this wrestling podcast if i had like index cards like you were the host (laughs) yes i was the host like it was a mclaughlin group style show yes people send in send in questions or topics and i just have these cards in front of me and i say like Teddy DiBiase, good man or wrecking wrestling? <laughs> you know I mean? Joe, go. And I don't know. I just make. Right. I don't. I, I have no idea. Teddy. And then I allot you like two and a half minutes. Right. And then I go to the fancy gentleman, and then I like. Oh, do we you have know, to convince you of what the correct opinion is? Yes, yes, that's what it is. I'm the mediator. Okay. I don't. Now, know. I just that's like not a bad idea for a show. Right. But then you got to do. Then now you're involved in this. All you want to be involved in is the listening of the show. That is true. That is true. Well, we can find somebody else who's more entertaining than me, though. That's the problem. Hmm. Who is more entertaining than you? <laughs> it's a short list. Yeah, you know, know, I can count on one hand, Joe. Right. <laughs> and do the four horsemen sign. Yeah, I could do. I could count on one hand and do the 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 wolf kisses that people do in wrestling. What? Wolf kisses. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why they do that. Right. Oh, so this is the other thing. So, uh, we discussed it at the shop last week, and we could discuss it here because it's been officially announced. Uh, that the show in Bethlehem on July 20th, the Let's Hang Out Wrestling Music Vegan Extravaganza that's going on. Right. Um, that we had discussed at the shop, and it's so funny, um, because one of the guys that I was going to tell you about, but we got Mm -hmm. distracted and I wanted to actually go see my family instead of spending nine hours at the comic book shop, (laughs) uh, he said... That he was going to go up to everyone at the uh, Let's Hang Out thing and mm-hmm. have an interaction with them in the hopes of shaking out of them if they were words. Oh, so and he was so, coming but, straight for you. Well, and it was, well, no, no. This guy knows, I, I know him and he knows me, Alex Worldwide Keller. He knows me, I know him. He knows I'm not words, allegedly. Wink. Wink. <laughs> but how it was just so funny that that was his plan. Mm-hmm. And that how we talked at the comic book shop that the plan was going to be that we were going to go and I was going to get my picture taken with every single person at the show <laughs> and tweet it at words and say, is this you? Is this you? Is this you? And I was going to wear my Are, uh, are You Words t-shirt. Right. But as I understand it, Words uh, is now pulling his backing of the event. <sighs> Maybe it may or may not be due to my inclusion in the event. Oh, well, you he can't do things while you're there. Right, you well, know what I mean? 
but no, I, I, I recommend, I have no idea what's going to be going on. I have no idea what capacity I'm going to be at the show. I just know that I'm going to be there and I'm being called Diamond Joe Leonard for some reason. Oh boy. <laughs> what date is this? July 20th. July, t- maybe I'll have to free up my schedule so I can go, so I can get, the, go get the worker handshake afterwards. You don't have any day trips planned on that Saturday? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I have day trips planned on Saturdays, but not that one. No, not that one? Not that one. Okay. Bethlehem, huh? Mm-hmm. Where That's Jesus like was born? change, right? Where Jesus was born? No, it's Jesus of Nazareth, which is also, there's a Nazareth PA, isn't there? There is. I think there's a lot of religious stuff in PA. A lot of religious stuff and a lot of uh, Native American stuff. Yep, Lackawanna, Susquehanna. I always get tripped up. Uh, well, actually... Part of my super secret science job is mm-hmm. that I say names of places. Right. <laughs> Trying to be and as vague we, as possible. And we know from the other show how good you are with names. Right. And from hearing them for the better part of the last 18 years, I know a lot of the uh, Native American sounding cities and or Native American named cities and towns in New York. And I know most of them in Washington State, which are like the two biggest proliferations outside of Pennsylvania. Like, I'm in Pennsylvania. I know all, how they're all pronounced. New York ones I got. Uh, Washington State, I'm getting I'm getting there, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever I say one correctly for New York, the, the people are shocked. Mm-hmm. And I go, I've been doing this a long time. I go, I'm still working on the Washington State ones. Oh. Part of That's the, how you roll, though. Part of the super secret science humor. Some, if anybody wants to PayPal me, I could tell you what the super secret science job is. It's super secret science. I just want to make more money. <laughs> I'm trying. I know. So the other thing, before we get into the reveal of next week's movie, mm-hmm. is we discussed on the main show that we both uh, saw Incredibles 2, right? Yes, we did. And did you see it at uh, Cinemark, or did you see it at another theater? I saw it at the Mark of Cinema. Okay, Cinemark is like the big multiplex, like 20 screens. They all have the luxury loungers, all that sort of jazz, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How terrible were the previews before Incredibles 2? They were all great. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. That dog shit movie about the robot dog. Oh, the one about that I actually thought was Ravage from Transformers. <laughs> I thought it was too. At first, I'm like, is this like the Bumblebee trailer or something? That's not like Ravage. <laughs> and isn't he really close to Ravage's mouth? Ravage was a Decepticon. Oh, my God. And then wasn't there like another movie after that that was also a dog movie? Um, that looked like dog shit, literally dog shit? <laughs> I don't know. And then the, tr- the modern day remake of Little Women. Oh, that looks fantastic. Oh that looks that has transcended time right oh. there, Joe. When he comes home and he's like, I'm glad I've come home to my little women. That's when I knew what it was. They gave away the ending of the movie in the trailer. I hate when they do that. What? That was the That en- never happened. The ending of the movie and the titular line in one shot given away in the trailer. <laughs> I don't need to see this movie. What? No, are you saying they don't know how to make trailers these days, Joe? They don't. They haven't made no. They haven't known how to make trailers in a very long time. There are a few people who still know how to make trailers. 
I, I say this all the time and I get grief whether or not is JJ Abrams knows how to make a trailer. Honestly, I don't know if he has it in his contract or whatever, but when he did that first Star Trek movie, I always say this. There was nothing in any of the, the, uh, the trailers beyond the first act, maybe some of the second that there wasn't anything. And of all the stuff in the movie, it tricked you into giving you a feel. You're like, Oh, well, Oh my God, Kirk's in a relationship with Ohura. And then you find out, no, it's Spock who's like, so you do get the flavor that someone is in a relationship on the Enterprise, but you get fooled to who it is and this. And, and I'm like, that was a really good trailer. Nobody knows how to do it anymore. Now, the opposite side of that is the Jurassic Park movies, this oh. new one, where literally there's a whole scene. Like, my favorite part is the, the uh uh, Ron Howard's daughter and some other guy, uh, Dallas Bryce Howard and some other actor, I don't know, are in a room and a dinosaur comes in. And literally, they're like, oh, we have to get out of here. There's lava falling. We have to climb up this this ladder. And he climbs up the ladder and he's like, I've escaped. And then the ladder is like a, a uh, uh, dropping ladder. So it breaks and it just slides down. So he's staring at the dinosaur again. And I'm like, that's a whole scene. Oh my God! Like a whole, you just gave me a whole two and a half minute scene from a movie. Well, stop! Remember, killing me. Uh, Dark Knight Rises when the the tra- one of the trailers was like that whole Bane escape from the plane scene. Mm-hmm. Like that was cool. I thought. Right, but this I I see what you're saying here. There's nothing that I've seen in any of the trailers about Jurassic World 2 that make me want to see Jurassic World 1 so that I'm ready to see Jurassic World 2. Well, now, that being said, you're a jerk about Jurassic Park movies. I think the first Jurassic Park movie is good, but I have heat with the first Jurassic Park movie due to what it did to poor Last Action Hero. A a movie that I feel will... Time will tell... (laughs) <laughs> will be a much more influential movie than Jurassic Park is. Oh, definitely, sure. Um, no, I know, I know what you're saying, and I, and I always stand by that, but Jurassic Park is one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. And and they've only gotten, not I don't want to say worse in story, the story's the best in the first Jurassic Park movie, but you think that the that for the money that they make, that the, the they would look better as they go on? No. And because they want to get bigger and more, like the original movies, like we're going to mix uh, CGI with live action, like, you know, prosthetics and, and mo- like, you know, like uh, animatronics and everything. So literally when you're watching the movie uh, with uh, commentary, the guys will be like, yeah, we did that with uh, we did that with CGI and we did that with a monster with a with animatronics. And then we did that with a mix of the two. And then every once in a while you hear them go, I don't remember how we did this. And looking at it, I can't tell. And I'm like, that's good. Where you get to the second one and the third one and the fourth one, it's all CGI up and over the top because now you can't do too much animatronics because it's so big and they don't look as good. You go back to out of the Jurassic Park movies, that first one looks the best. I agree. I think the the I, I agree. Special effects in Jurassic Park, the original from 25 years ago hold up better than, look just as good, if not better than, most special effects uh, in movies today. Because it's all green screen. I could, like, the, and they do a great job with special effects for the most part. Yep. But in every movie, 
there's like and again i say every movie i'm casting a wide net i haven't seen every movie but in a majority of the movies that i have seen over the last seven years that have special effects in them there's always one shot that looks super janky and doesn't belong and it looks out of place there's not a single scene in that first jurassic park that looks out of place and i don't 100 percent completely buy what i'm watching Mm-hmm. So, your anti-Jurassic Park bias isn't as big as I think it is, then? No, I just do it because I know there's a listener of the show who, when they listen to this, will tweet me that they're upset at me, and I won't remember why, but then when I see who's tweeting me, I'll remember <laughs> why. That's your style. That is your style. I'm I'm a true dirtbag, Todd. You are, you are. I think I think you're one of the best at it, though, so... That's my compliments to you, good sir. Now, just before we go on to the reveal of next week's movie and the whole scam with that, uh, I do want to give a shout-out. Uh, we lost a great pillar of the wrestling community today. Okay. As of we're recording this, uh, Alabama Doink sadly passed away. Uh, Alabama Doink, who came to prominence... For having a wrestling match in a parking lot of a Golden Corral. Hmm. Became a viral sensation. And uh, kind of became like a pro wrestling meme. Uh, as you know, Todd, Doink was a popular character in the World Wrestling Entertainments. I think of him as a clown, though. Right. Well, Doink the Clown, yes. Right, I'm joking. All right. So then, in the late 90s up until current... You could just go buy a knockoff of that outfit, and you could have a doink on your show. I, you know, who, who would tell someone to get a doink outfit and go around being doink? That would be ridiculous. The same though. person who would have that other person sit on their lap and eat Cold Stone ice cream after a movie. <laughs> Super inside, but I don't care. I don't even remember what movie that was. I don't remember either. I don't remember you usually do. That's why I'm asking. Um, but Alabama doink took it to that next level. With having those matches, wrestling ring set up in the parking lot of a Golden Corral in Alabama, where, where the match goes outside of the ring, they cross a busy freeway and continue the brawl into the shrubbery of the CVS across the way. <laughs> oh, are you sure this wasn't all marketing by the CVS and or Golden Corral? No, I, I think the Golden Corral was allowing this to happen under the loosest of bases, that this was all for charity. Oh, charity wrestling. It's the best. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we, we miss you already, Alabama Doink. You were one of the greats. Right. Now, is that like the 50-state initiative? Was there a doink for every state? Was there like a Pennsylvania doink? There, there's at least three Pennsylvania doinks. Oh, my God. It's like Pennsylvania Dutch? Nope. Pennsylvania doinks. Now, I will um, I will say that's a great idea if you were able to corral. Golden corral. <laughs> golden corral, pun intended. <laughs> shady, low-rent, independent wrestlers. To mm -hmm. say, listen, you're the doink that handles this state, okay? No other doink could come in. Then you've got outlaw doinks wrestling under the name of, like, the funny clown. <laughs> and it's a, it, it would end up being a lot more work than it would be worth, is all I'm saying. Uh, doink territories are what you're saying? Right. Oh. 
And then oh. now see, and then you build it up for one mega show at the end of the year. Oh, where it's all the doinks. Where it's all the doinks in a battle royal or a tournament or some sort of shenanigans like this. And then it's Doinkamania. Doink, then it's one doink to rule them all. Doinkamania. Right. I'm sure that name hasn't been taken yet. So, we just, did we just dream book something? We Somebody's going to steal that. Now you're this uh, yet again, Todd. You're in the wrestling business. <laughs> wow, I'm going to get that worker handshake again. Yeah, that's right. So, I have in my hands, ladies and gentlemen, that you can't see, four envelopes that Todd has given to me. Right, right. I have four more movies left to pick for this soon-to-be-named movie game. The June, the August, the October, and the December movie. Right. Todd thinks he could guess the four movies that I've chosen. I could get a couple, I think. I'm looking at it, and I've made some terrible choices. And we and we had... uh. We have the bet that if there's one in particular that I have earmarked for October, okay. that if Todd gets it, he automatically wins. Right. I concede defeat at that point. And then I will take Todd to the International House of Bruce Pritchard and <laughs> buy him a burger, not oh. pancakes or breakfast. Do I have to bring my own towel? Yes. Okay. Write down your burger towel. Okay. We got stuff to discuss in between shows. All right. All right. And then what is it? You have to get, what, three of the four, right? No. Okay. If I – what I was told was if – the way I thought the bet was I have – if I can get at least two, it's a push. Nobody, nobody buys anybody anything. Right. If I only get one or less – then I have to buy you a burger. Unless it's the October one. Right. Then I then it's jackpot. Right. So I have to hit at least two to to make us not have to go out. Right. And three you win. And you have to buy me burger. Right. At IHOP. Right. And if I get all four, I don't know. But I already win because I get the big third, the the October one. So I don't know. It's crazy stuff. I'm overthinking stuff again. You are. So my movie, Todd, mm -hmm. is a movie from 1990. Uh, it has a top critic score on Rotten Tomatoes of 29. Not my lowest film. Mm -hmm. uh, it has... Uh, it oh now see it claims that it's on the old Netflix. So let me double check this before I continue because I always like to be able to point the folks in the direction of where they could see these films. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 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 breathless with anticipation as you do this. Now I'm looking see, at my list with the numbers on them. But go ahead. Mm -hmm. Netflix. It's not on Netflix. Oh. Even though Rotten Tomatoes claims that it's on. Well, when has Netflix ever been wrong? Right. Um, if you, just so you, uh, if you have uh, any of the HBO goes, mm -hmm. it's streaming on there. Okay. It's on HBO Go, so that's the only place that this movie exists. Uh, again, 1990, 
movie that stars such luminaries uh, as Wayne Newton, Gilbert Gottfried, and Ed O'Neill, directed by Rennie Harlan, the film that Todd and I will be watching to discuss next week is none other than the Andrew Dice Clay vehicle, literally, Ford Fairlane. Booty time, booty time, across the USA. Booty time, booty time, hey, 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 right? Am I opening up any of the envelopes, Todd? I would rip open number four right now, Joe. All right. Envelope number four is being opened. Nothing was in it. It was empty. Oh. Piece of paper fell on the ground. It says, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Oh, well, you just said Ford Fairlane, so am I wrong? No, that's correct. Do we have to read the prequel comic beforehand? (laughs) We do not need to read the prequel comic beforehand. (laughs) Do you remember the prequel comic? I do! It was published by DC Comics. That's right, when Andrew Dice Clay was, you know, a comic superstar. Todd, this is a movie that I love. Mm-hmm. There's no way that this movie still holds up 28 years later. Right. But we're all going to find out together. <laughs> oh, Wayne Newton. This is a movie that uh, Brian, a.k.a. Studebaker, former uh, editor of this show, used to quote to each other on a daily basis. Right. We both love this movie. I I knew there would be a Gilbert Godfrey movie. It was just a matter of which one. And the irony of this movie is Gilbert Godfrey essentially is playing Howard Stern in this movie, which is very strange. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. I want to do quotes from it right now, but I'm not going to. No, save it for next week. <laughs> I know. I'm trying, Joe. I'm trying. Right, just one. He's going to do something. He's he's. he's no, because I'm going to do my quote, but you go ahead and do yours. Well, it's not even a quote; it's just a scene. He's like, the, he's going to be uh he's going to be hiding out. So he's whatever he's going to be. The name of his boat's going to be low key, so nobody knows. And wasn't the name of his boat the Mighty Penis? Yes. And he's like, oh, he's looked over. I think I saw this movie in the theater with my father. I definitely saw this movie in the theaters by myself. Mm. Uh, th- this is the time. Where I was no longer being popped, as it were, mm-hmm. for going into R-rated movies. I was, I think, let me see here. Because the very first uh, R-rated movie that I was able to buy a ticket for and go into unsupervised, like without adult supervision or having an adult purchase my ticket for me, was Nightmare on Elm Street 5, which had co- came out the year before. See, now this was 1990, so I turned 18 in 91. Okay. But I will say, I don't know where you saw your movies when you were in high school. The Ritz in downtown Scranton. Okay, I saw all my movies next to Aladdin Castle up at the Viewmont Mall. Right, right. And they never cared what movie. Like, they... They, like, they just had pimply-faced teenagers. <laughs> like, what are you going to see, young lad? Yeah. I want one for porkies. Okay, here you go. They just didn't care. No, they, they cared about me. Well, I was a little bit younger than you, you know? Yeah, but I'm talking about when I was, like, even young. Like, I could just go into whatever movie I wanted, you mm-hmm. know? So. 
But I definitely saw this in the theaters. This was an HBO staple. Hmm. And it still is, apparently. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, so, I'm excited. Next week. Got one. Adventures of Ford Fairlane. And Todd's oh. one up. Yep. I kind of want to swap one out, but I don't now. It's too late. Because the one that you keep saying there's no way I can hit, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if, if it's like, I only have one question. Is it, a, is, is it, it when you say, it, it's not like some dumb movie like Body Slam that you said was like, it was only on TV, then it wasn't. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like the way Body Slam was really weird. I don't even think it had a theater run. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, so this movie definitely had a theater run, right? Okay. How much of a theater run is another story. Okay. Okay. Um, It has legitimate stars in it. Right. I'm looking at a poster uh, that looks like it's a legitimate, you know, like like the way that a movie poster would look, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it cl- okay, so it does claim here that it does have a box office, you know, tally. Okay. It had a limited theatrical release in September of 1990. Okay. Uh, it it raked in a grand total of 1.4 million dollars at the box office, and then it was released uh, to home video, laserdisc, uh, etc. Later that year. Gotcha. So like it was uh, so later in the year 2000, uh, 1990. Later that year, it was released into it was released on home video. Wow! But I've said I, too much. I've said too much. I know. I know you have. Uh-huh. I know you have. Because I had an idea of what it was after you told me certain things. You can swap one out if you want. All right, we'll think about it. Because I know you're the, you're the one that has to think about it. Uh, all right, I don't have to think about nothing. I know you don't. I, I try to think don't. and nothing happens. I know you don't. All right, interesting. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, join us here next week where we'll have an in-depth discussion of the movie that made Andrew Dice Clay cry on the Arsenio Hall show, mm. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. <laughs> Boy. And uh, I guess that's it. Longbox Heroes After Dark, 187. And uh, thanks for listening. Longboxheroes.com, soon to be named network.com, all those places. Bye.